Welcome to the Hub Running Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Montemayor. I hope everyone's doing well, staying consistent, and enjoying the process. These past two weeks, I've been taking it super easy to allow for my shin splint to fully heal. This is something that has definitely tested me and my ability to trust and love the process. But listening to your body is one of the best things that you can do, and this time off was just what I needed. This week's training is off to a great start. Uh, I'm easing back into things. And just be extra careful before coming back to workouts and race pace efforts. Last episode, I covered the World Cross Country Championships, so give that a listen if you haven't already. Um, The topics of discussion for this week are going to be focused on the sound runnings, the 10 meet, where we saw some crazy kicks and some of the world leads and national records go down. Starting with the ladies, we got to see AOC's best, Alicia Munson, and Scottish superstar and ASICS athlete Eilish McCollian battled out with Munson leading the whole way to a 30-minute, 3-second uh, 10K, but this wasn't enough to hold off McCollian, which kicked it into a 30-flat, both of which are national records for the respective countries. For McCollian, this was definitely a, a shock, as she was coming off marathon training for this event, where Elisa Munson has just looked unstoppable as of lately, and she definitely showed why she was one of the best female 10K runners in the world. Uh, she runs races from the front and attempt to break her opponents. And even when watching the race, Munson looks so much stronger than Eilish McCollian. And I was expecting her to break, break her and defend her title. But this is not what happened. Uh, all the way up until the last lap, uh, McCollian hang, hang on and she was able to edge her Munson out and snagged the British national record and the meet win. Um, this was a great race to see uh, both national records go down, but even adding to this, the race right before was the men's, and we got to see some great racing and even faster kicks on the men's side, where we saw another OAC athlete, Joe Klecker, and Nike's Woody Kincaid battle it out. These two went out and ran a consistent 65-second laps together over and over again the whole way, all the way up until the bell lap where we saw Woody and Joe give it their absolute best. And this is where we saw Woody Kincaid close in an insane 55.6 seconds with Joe Klecker just behind and 56.92. I wish I could have been there at this meet in person to see this insane close from the men to happen, and then have that followed up by the incredible women's national record-breaking race. Sound Running has been doing incredible things for the sport, and I can't wait to see more of their events in the future. Now, there's one thing that I wanted to talk about, and it's something that's been consistently coming up over and over, whether that's on my long runs or on social media, but it definitely has to do with the success that we've been seeing from the likes of Woody Kincaid in Jakob Ingebrigtsen. And some of you already know what I'm going to be talking about, but that is the double threshold workout, which is two fast workouts on the same day split up into the AM and the PM. This is gaining a lot of popularity in all levels of training right now, but we're seeing it more and more. um, And that's because of the incredible results it's been providing for these big athletes like Joe Klecker and Woody Kincaid and Jakob Ingebrigtsen. This is commonly known as the Norwegian double threshold and it's important to run these thresholds at intensity and not pace because if you become tired you might be forcing your body to work harder than threshold and force forcing it to go lactic 
Um, this is something that over time can lead to serious problems. Your body might be able to handle it a few times, but athletes such as Jakob Ingebrigtsen for this reason actually have devices that measure their lactate during their workouts to make sure that their levels are in an ideal spot. So attempting a double threshold training without this can lead to overtraining and overuse injuries. Uh, it's still a relatively you know hard thing to master, especially if you're not consistent and doing all the little things and being very diligent about it. So with that being said, I find this training concept to be fascinating and I hope one day I'm able to be fit enough and have the amount of training time needed to properly commit to double threshold training. Uh, but until then, I'll stick to my own training plans for now. Uh, but yeah, no, this is definitely something that interests me and it's definitely interesting to see more and more athletes adopt this style and per, like show just how it works. Uh, I mean, Woody Kincaid is a prime example of that. And very soon, maybe everybody will be doing double thresholds as training wearables and whatnot get more and more advanced. Uh, I'm sure it's not too far away. On the long run, last week we were speaking about it and talking about how they have those continual glucose monitoring patches that you that diabetics can wear on their arm and it just like was making sense that we're not too far off from having something very similar to that that measures lactate instead that will live update say your Garmin or Coro's watch and let you know what your current lactate is in your body um, so that you can adjust and adapt your training uh, like on the fly, um, kind of similar to how Jakob Ingebrigtsen does with his lactate measurements. Uh, but that's in the future, and I'm sure it's going to be here before we know it. Um, and I look forward to attempting and maybe even trying some double thresholds. Uh, of course, not during my marathon training block so that I don't overtrain and overdo things, but I'd love to just experiment with it and see how my body reacts uh, so that maybe in the future I can implement it into my training. But moving on to last weekend, uh, I actually ended up meeting up with Tracksmith for their New York City Half Marathon Shakeout Run. I got to wish some friends good luck on their race. Uh, the weather that day was pretty nice, but the weather for the marathon was shaping up to be cold and windy, which it was. It was pretty cold at the start time at 7 a.m. Uh, I feel for the runners because I'm glad that I wasn't out there. I was in my bed tuning into the race. Uh, but I got to watch, and I joined a little late. Uh, the men were 10K in, and the women just ahead of that as they started before the men. Uh, there were close to 20 athletes in the lead pack when I tuned in, and... Ultimately, the race just got faster and faster as Kiplimo took the lead and made his move with the last 5K and ended up running the 12th mile of their race in 4.19 and won by nearly 40 seconds over Joshua Cheptegei, who is the world record holder in both the 5,000 and 10,000 meters, running a time of 1 hour, 1 minute, and 31 seconds. This was a dominant performance from the half-marathon world record holder and even in these conditions, it just showed how strong he is and most likely unbeatable at that half marathon distance. Uh, similar on the women's side, uh, 
we actually see another OAC athlete, Helen O'Beary, who took it out early, and by the 5K mark, there's only one other athlete hanging on with her. Helen O'Beary crushed the course record, despite the conditions, finishing in 1 hour, 7 minutes, 21 seconds, which is a really fast time, and she made it look really easy all alone uh, with that huge arm swing of hers. Uh, it was just an incredible thing to watch from her. She just grinded through that entire race. It looked like it took a lot of guts. And that goes for everybody else in that race, too. I just wanted to say congrats to everybody in that race. And I'm really happy that despite the cold and windy morning here in the streets of New York City, the professional men's and women's races did not disappoint. As mentioned last week, uh, the Discord server is live. I look forward to seeing all you guys there. Uh, the link for that will be in the description, as well as in the link tree that is located in the Instagram bio of both Hover Running and Nate Runs NYC. Uh, thank you for joining the Hover Running podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you haven't done so yet, please drop a follow over on Instagram at Hover Running for updates to stay connected with our community and cannabis loving runners. Join the Discord channel. Uh, and if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving us a review and sharing the podcast with friends and fellow runners. Until next time, keep pushing your limits and chasing your runner's high.